everyone, I want to disrupt the way I normally do things with a bit of bonus content. I've just been thinking a lot about my mission and you know my voice in the world and I feel like I've been getting into another safe zone so I've pushed out of my comfort zone and starting business. The new safe zone is with nice titles like consultant, psychotherapist, executive coach. It all feels very, you know, frameworky and like it makes total sense and is filled with wisdom. But I wanted to reconnect and I went on a walk today with a great friend and mentor and just had a bit of time to uh, reflect and just ask myself some tough questions like what are the things that I really want to say? What is the, the voice that I can give to people who might be struggling or be dealing with some kind of adversity? And I drove back in my car and I got on my voice recorder and I just started talking about how I believe the thing that's missing is the conversation about how we need to take personal responsibility for our mental health. So it isn't just about other people. A lot of where we get stuck is around being a victim in the situation uh, and not actually stepping up and taking responsibility for our lives. We all have reasons to be stuck in certain ways of thinking. I would just want us to challenge that. So let me know what you think. Please subscribe, review, do all those wonderful things to keep the content out there. Um, and let me know once this is posted all over the socials uh, if it resonates with you. Do you think it's harsh? Like, what are your views? Because it feels to me like there's more content in me or in the universe through me that just needs to be said. And that's what I want to pass on to the world. Have fun. Let me know what you think. I remember when I was in a startup and I was going to be doing some mental health ambassador training and I was asked by the uh, HR director, uh, what about using mental health as an excuse to get out of things and um, to take advantage of a workplace? And I remember internally being uh, somewhat offended uh, and just kind of thought, well, this is everything that is wrong with businesses. This is the thing that is fucking up the workplace, uh, not having empathy for the whole situation. Um, but I've been doing some thinking recently about this idea of the whole spectrum of mental health. And, I, and, I, and what I mean is the health that we all have, as well as the illness element um, that affects all of us. And I'm just free flow thinking because I'm driving and I thought, let me just record this thought because I think it's the beginning of something that is part of my mission and something that I'm meant to put out in the world. And that is the personal responsibility angle when it comes to our mental health. So, um, yes, I want to live in a world where empathy is king and when we can listen and we can truly connect and we can understand people's perspectives and empower them to create change. That's the world I wanna live in. That's the world that I want to grow in and um, lead in. Um, and I think that will give the whole world a better place. You know, we'll have a better angle in this world of technology and disconnection. That message remains true. Uh, the message underpinning that is that workplaces need to uh, change toxic environments and begin to adapt to thinking about the whole person and not just this work person versus personal person. Like, that's the change that needs to happen. And the way that's going to happen is when leaders uh, lead by example and show some vulnerability. Um, but this doesn't, this is the thing, this doesn't have to take away from getting shit done. And so from a personal perspective, I guess the, the thing that's percolating in my mind is around our personal responsibility when it comes to our mental health. 
and I teach a lot about the organizational side, so I want to rant on about our personal responsibility for just a minute. The thing that got me through being on the floor, um, weeping, suicidal, alcoholic, and depressed, and on antidepressants, and all the things that the doctor said that I should be on, and all the labels of alcoholic, depressed, postnatal depression, cult kid, blah, 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 you, you can add on to this forever. The underpinning element that kept me stuck in that place was feeling like an angry victim. I was angry at the people and the things that had put me in that place. It was their fault that I was like that. And while that in, in, in essence is true, there's responsibility for, from, from all sides about some of the way I was raised. And you can translate that into your own world by thinking there is responsibility um, if you've been in an abusive childhood, if you haven't had the right cards dealt to you, if you were bullied, um, if a parent died, if you were left to fend for yourself. Like, yes, some of that is out of your control. But I know that it is not a fun place, and it's the place that makes us feel much worse when we begin to give belief to the notion that it is someone else's fault that we're there. It's their fault. And when we can focus blame on that situation, that person, that abuse, whatever that might be, the subtle danger is that it allows us to think, well, I deserve to feel like shit. You know, I, I can sit here in my trauma and I can, and, and, and I can enjoy in a perverse sort of way um, the, the sort of fault that the other person has in getting me here. Let me let you in on a secret. They do not suffer because you feel shit. They are not traumatized. You do not get revenge by sitting there and wallowing in your misery that they had played a part in delivering. It just doesn't fix the situation. And so I've really learned the hard way that it's actually educating ourselves, uh, learning and developing our own mindset. And the, the, the quote on my phone, and people know this, is the best revenge is living a good life. The best revenge is living a good life. And I will utilize uh, all the, the energy and the adrenaline of you know, what was done to me uh, in order to propel me to have the drive to live a good life and to break cycles uh, when thinking about my own children. You know, the abuse cycle that we end up repeating inadvertently when we're angry and we're filled with rage about what should be happening or what shouldn't have happened and all the rest of it. So I guess what I'm saying here is personal responsibility is king and we live in a world where we don't only have to go to a therapist to find out what's quote-unquote wrong with us, how we are quote-unquote broken, which I fundamentally disagree with as a concept. We can access information and education on absolutely everything. So this is an age where, and people talk about this when it comes to business, like you can access information. We live in the most incredible age as far as you know, 10xing our potential when it comes to business and mindset and growth, why aren't we thinking about our mental health in the same way? Why aren't we thinking about how we use all the education and the information and the millions of people that have gone before us and have cracked this code of building resilience and winning and being successful despite their history? Why aren't we looking at that information to hack and to teach our own selves, how to do the same things, the habits, the mindsets, the things that they did to allow them to live a successful life, yes, even with a diagnosis. So, and I've been hesitant to say this stuff because I know that there's things like a schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, like um, trauma, eating disorders, things that do help us feel absolutely stuck. They, they're a label, they're a diagnosis. But what I also think it does do is it absolves us 
culturally, societally, of thinking about the education piece that we can, like what is in our control, the education piece that can allow us to put the habits in place to live a good life and to feel confident in the conversations that we have with professionals who let me let you in on it, let me let you in on another secret. They're not always right. And I say this as a clinician, we're not always right. And sometimes I've seen professionals sit in their authority um, with the, the aim of, well, I, I feel like they get into the role with the best intentions and the best heart. And then we get so stuck in our head because of all the learning that we forget to actually feel with the other human who's across the room with us. Or as a, as a psychiatrist or a GP, we throw medication at the problem because perhaps we've got compassion fatigue or we give it to give some sense of an answer when actually we find it difficult to hold the, the process of how much work it actually takes to, to get into recovery. Um, as, a, as an alcoholic as well, that wasn't just, I could have sat with that label forever and I think it's a good parallel. So I have the label of alcoholic and I, and I put my kids in danger and I lived a horrifically dark life, which I can blame on alcohol, which I also then blamed on the, the cult um, uh, upbringing that I had. You know, my rationale was that if you were raised the way I was, you'd be an alcoholic too, right? Great, I can live in that misery forever and you can live in your misery forever. However, I had to make a choice to do the deep inner work and, it, and people don't really realize this. It's not just putting the drink down. That is just a symptom. Often eating disorders and other disorders are often a symptom of the deeper work that needs to go on underneath. There's trauma, there's hurt, there's pain, there's the walls that we've built up that have closed us off to being open to the connection that will actually heal us, right? Um, and so... The, the point that I want to stress is actually the relentless work and the focus that it does actually take to look after our mental health and to allow us to be healthy and productive in the world and actually live our best selves. And so I guess content moving forward, this is just like my little, oh, this, this is the thing. This is the message that I've been um, trying to put out there, but I've been careful and, and I realized that having empathy does not take away our need to be direct. And being honest doesn't take away the need to be honest with ourselves most of all. And that's hard. It's fucking hard because it does actually mean you need to have a plan and you are going to fail. And in the whole entrepreneurial mindset, it's translating that into our personal growth. So it's learning to reframe things that happen so that they don't completely knock us off our bearings and allow us to, to view it as an opportunity for growth. That's probably the single biggest thing that has changed my world and the way I view things is actually thinking about issues and challenges that come up as an opportunity for growth. What used to happen is a challenge that happened would knock me off my feet and I'd go, well, I'm never going to get this because of my past. I'm never going to fucking figure this out because I'm an alcoholic. I can never do this because I have depression. I can never show up fully at life uh, because other people will view me as someone who doesn't deserve to be happy. And we get stuck. Oh my God. We also get stuck in our own labels of ourselves. So if we have a belief system that we have depression or that we have a disorder that is actually our thing, like we can very weirdly and subtly become attached to this disorder and to this thing that allows us to go, yeah, I'm feeling a bit uh, down today. Uh, let's, let's just um, take a foot, our foot off the gas and sort of chill out and um, you know, maybe not do the things that will lead us to our mission or will be counterintuitively help us look after ourselves, such as 
um, connecting with others, giving back, putting ourselves out there. So I want to just challenge the excuse that can come, and I, and I want to caveat that with realizing that, you know, there are times that we need to listen to our bodies, we need to listen to our minds, we need to slow down, and all of those things are true. But I think the whole self-care philosophy can go to another extreme, which means that any hint of sadness or pain or frustration or overwhelm means that we need to stop everything and we need to slow down and achieve balance or escape. But what we inevitably end up doing is we just numb out on other things. So we pivot into, let's just watch Netflix for 48 hours. What the fuck is that? Whoever said that that was a clinical solution to anything? Um, that's not what it's about. It's, it's about doing the th working smarter, not harder. So it's like pivoting into uh, the, the morning routines, the evening routines, the deep connections, the saying no, the being authentic and honest um, that will actually create the biggest impact on our lives. I want to touch on honesty. So, so many of my coaching clients and therapy clients, um, what I've noticed, there, there's, there's a symptom of relationship difficulties, there's the, the symptom of anxiety, the symptom of not being their best selves at work. There's so many symptoms that show up. Um, but it, underneath the surface of that is fakeness. And they don't even know they're doing it until we actually go underneath a little bit. And I, I'm, I'll ask questions like, who are the people that you're the most real with? And, you know, remarkably or unremarkably, they'll be like, hmm probably no one, you know, um, there's this lack of honesty and beginning to believe the hype of your fakeness. Um, that is meaning that you're not your full self. You're not your authentic self in the world that comes out in all sorts of symptoms. Now, if we treat the symptom with antidepressants, with, um, uh, you know, with, even with talking therapies, if, if, if we're only treating the symptom, but we're not challenging each other to actually be brutally honest and to have some truth uh, and to be honest with ourselves and our own responsibility about what we're doing, well, well, then what the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing as helping professionals to really support growth and change? And I've been hesitant to say this kind of stuff because I'm a psychotherapist and because I'm a coach and everyone has frameworks and rules. Um, but I've lived this stuff as well. And I know that just talking and just listening is supportive and it's beautiful. And, I'm, I, and I, I will do that with anyone. But unless we have a way to execute and to have action connected to any issue, which includes the symptoms surrounding our mental health, change will not happen. And so I am, you, you guys know that I'm in business around mental health at work and I'm about cultural change and I'm about um, leaders leading by example. But when I say leading by example, it means being productive and doing the things that are mission oriented and are connected to their why and who they're meant to be in the world but they're also listening to their bodies. They're also listening to themselves. They're having empathy and kindness and executing on their dreams, right? So I don't know. I, I want to be that middle person between the Gary V's who are all about entrepreneurship and education and um, executing um, and the self-care uh, mental health, you know, balance professionals and actually be like balance is individualized. You know, if you're connecting to your why and your mission, um, then that you're going to be more fulfilled than anyone else who's full-on balanced, who might not be asking themselves the difficult question about what they need to be doing in their life to create change. So, personal responsibility. I want to challenge everyone to just ask themselves the question, am I taking personal responsibility 
for my mindset, my mental health, my physical health, or am I offloading and outsourcing all of my problems into either a victim mentality or to even another helping professional? Is that what I'm doing? Am I outsourcing my shit? Or am I taking responsibility for how, how I need to grow and how I need to develop? Because you know what? There's no excuses anymore. There's no excuses anymore. There's, the, there's enough education and information and communities out there for us to know what to do, for us to experiment with our own growth, figure out the morning routines, the habits that need to take place, the times that it's okay to say no and the times that we actually need to relentlessly say yes. And I would say that the reason that 70% more children and young people are experiencing mental health issues, the, the reason why all of our health service and therapy professionals are absolutely inundated with people looking to figure out how to look after their mental health is often because people aren't living the true version of their story. They're, they're not fulfilled. They're not fulfilled in life. And it starts popping up in health issues and mental health issues in, in all sorts of ways. And my question to people that I work with is, hey, do you, fulfilled, do you feel fulfilled in your work and your relationships? And, you know, it's easy to say that, well, no, I don't really, but that's just because of the relationship problem or that's because I'm in the wrong workplace. You know, hey, maybe that's true, but unless you know that you're working on yourself, then maybe any relationship and any workplace isn't going to give you the fulfillment that you're looking for. Unless you're brutally honest about the mission that you're on, your purpose in the world, and ask yourself the tough stuff and invest in your own mental health, your physical health, your mindset, all of those things well, hey, the, the surrounding factors aren't really going to make a difference because you can choose to look at the worst part of your pain and adopt it as your identity, or you can choose to work on that shit and allow it to propel you into greatness. There are choices here, and I urge you to take personal responsibility for your life. So I want to really just underpin this within the adversity to advantage theme. Um, when we have adversity and the stories that I've heard and I've been so um, amazed at the openness that people have within us. Ultimately, the theme that connects all of them is that they were stuck in a victim mentality of why me and then they learned how to get out of that and go, how can I be of service to the world? That's essentially, if I actually underpin this, the, the 82 um, conversations that I've had so far, most published, some not, victimhood led people to despair releasing themselves being a victim and taking responsibility for their lives and taking the small, relentless steps forward, changed their lives and allowed them to be their best selves. That's it in summary. 80 conversations, that's it in summary. When we're a victim, we sit in despair. When we take personal responsibility, everything can change. So go change things. Well, there you have it, guys. That is my uh, rant on personal responsibility. Uh, look for the similarities, not the differences. See what bits do apply, not what bits you perhaps don't agree with. Just uh, see what does apply. I'm not sure that I really even took a breath there, but I hope you enjoy some of what I said. And if so, there will be more where that came from. Have a fantastic day.